And so the question is, why does it matter? Like, how does it affect me when I put my feet on the ground? And so that probably left a mark on me in terms of how I approach the way I teach mm-hmm. and the way I communicate truth is because I want to make sure that people know. And here's a beautiful truth. It's big and it's beautiful, but this is why it matters on an ordinary day. Hey, Mission Uplift fam. We are continuing our series with interviews on uplifting scripture. And it is my joy to welcome you here today and to introduce you to today's guest. Elizabeth Woodson is a Bible teacher and an author who is passionate about equipping believers to understand the rich theological truths in scripture. She loves helping people to internalize their faith and connect it practically to everyday life. With over a decade of ministry experience, Elizabeth is passionate about creating pathways for theological education in the local church. Elizabeth is a graduate of Dallas Theological Seminary with a master's in Christian education. She is a contributing author for World on Fire and author of the book, Embrace Your Life. How to find joy when the life you have is not the life you hoped for. She is also the author of the Bible study, From Beginning to Forever, a study of the grand narrative of scripture. I know you will enjoy today's conversation with Elizabeth. So let's dive in. Check out Uplifting What Matters with Elizabeth Woodson. We are talking all things Bible, theology, discipleship, and our guest today, Elizabeth Woodson, is passionate about all of those things. And so, Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming on, on Mission Uplift and your willingness to share your story. Yeah, thank you, Jen. I'm really excited to be here. Would you tell us a little bit about yourself, a fun fact that might not be something <laughs> people would automatically know? <laughs> What's my fun fact? I probably will tell people I don't like condiments. So like okay. ketchup, mustard, relish. I feel like I have the palate of a five-year-old. That's really <laughs> what I feel like sometimes. Um, <laughs> and so it, people will say, you want that dry? And I'm like, yeah, I will eat it meat and cheese only on a hamburger. So that's a little okay. fun fact about Elizabeth and uh, what I enjoy or don't enjoy um, on a hamburger or sandwich. That's That's important. Mm-hmm. That is important to know. <laughs> Listen, if you're happy with it, that's what matters. Exactly. That's what matters. <laughs> well, we also know that you are an author and a Bible teacher mm-hmm. and are passionate about sharing the word and teaching the word and offering just practical ways to, to dive in for discipleship. And I'd love to hear how how you fell in love with the Bible and how you became passionate just in your own journey. Yeah, you know, I think my love for the Bible, if I'm really, really honest, began with uh, my parents, um, that I grew up in a Christian household and my parents just really loved Jesus. And so I got to see a love for God displayed um, both in church and at home. And so that consistency Mm -hmm an authentic consistency really mattered and created this curiosity for what it meant to be a Christian. Um, And so my curiosity probably birthed when I was in uh, high school. Um, And it it was a curiosity because I was a part of a youth program and, and 
the youth guy, he was doing the best he could. Um, but I kind of was saying to myself, I feel like there's more to Christianity than what we're talking about in this space. And I think God and his grace just really kept me in that, you know, mm-hmm. because everybody in that curiosity doesn't dive deeper. And I think right. as I look back over um, those years that that just kept me for probably a decade plus just really searching and going to different churches and combing the internet for information and trying, you know, Campus Crusade had a high school uh, ministry and I would join that. Like I was just really trying to get underneath good teaching and learn what it meant to be a Christian. And I think along the way, the Lord really developed a love in my heart for scripture and for the depth and substantive nature of what it really means to follow him. Um, this beautiful vision of what it means to be a Christian, to be a, a child of God and what he has for us as image bearers in this world. And so a lot of that um, came to fruition for me when I was in Chicago. So I went to college uh, in the west suburbs of Ch- western suburbs of Chicago, and I graduated and got a job on the west side and was a part of a church and part of a ministry and just had the opportunity to teach Sunday school. I love Sunday school (laughs) Um, and had a lot of good memories in Sunday school. And I started being able to help people understand what their Bible said. And that just set my heart on fire, right? Like, like there's something for the light bulb to come on in your own eyes. But when you are starting to help other people realize that they can understand what God's word has to say for themselves, like there really isn't too many things that match that type of experience. Mm -hmm. And the Lord just started a fire in my heart. And that led me to go to seminary and led me down a path of being in vocational ministry at two different churches in Dallas, Texas. But it really was this hunger, this curiosity that led me to this initial ministry experience. Um, And I think serving God's people um, and having to find answers for myself uh, really cultivated a love for the scriptures. And then it's Mm -hmm. just is where I've been ever since, because you can't ever get to the bottom. Um, so right. There's always new things, and the Holy Spirit does a work uh, just to keep that fire lit in us. I I lived in Chicago as well for a time, okay. for about six years, mm-hmm. and uh, have a, a lot of gratitude in my heart for what God did in that mm-hmm. season. Yeah. I don't miss Chicago winters, though. And not at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> no too cold. I think I've lost my ability to be in the Chicago winter and being in Texas. Seriously. <laughs> oh. So along the way, you you spent that time in college and working and serving as a as a volunteer in ministry, seminary, um, and I'm sure that in the midst of these these high moments, right there. There were also the the challenging seasons of mm-hmm. of really walking by faith and grabbing hold of the promises of God. And in those seasons, where were areas of scripture that that really ministered to you, that really spoke to your heart, that you clung to? Yeah, you know, one of my uh, uh, one of the books I spent a lot of time in. Uh, I think it was during my time in seminary. It was during my first job at a church here in Dallas and ministry is beautiful. Ministry is also really hard. Mm -hmm. And so um, the Lord did a lot in me things that he had to uh, deal with and mature and strengthen. And one of the books that I just spent time in is Philippians. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it is the example of Paul. Uh, You have Paul writing this book in prison and he has so much joy. 
uh, and, you know, uh, captured by, you know, how he tells them um, to live a life worthy of the gospel. Um, captured, I was captured by his desire to throw off everything that would have been in value to him during that time period and to take hold of his faith in Christ. Um, you know, just really captured by what he talks about that he's pressing forward um, towards the goal, uh, towards mm -hmm. this goal of faithfulness in the Lord. And he's doing all these things, you know, what he talks about in the fourth chapter um, about what we do with our anxiousness and what we do with our worry and the peace that God gives. And then what he tells us to meditate on. Um, mm. And each of those areas got me in a different <laughs> part of yeah. that season. Um, and because, you know, I have, and I've talked about it before in different places, um, just struggled with depression and struggled with anxiety um, and having to really uh, steward my thoughts to mm. what is true about God is something I'm constantly doing. Um, and the example of Paul just really helped me to be able to see a man who, uh, to the everyday person is in a situation that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, he is, he's like, man, I'm in prison. And because I'm in prison, more people have the courage to talk about God. What? <laughs> 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 you know, it just, it would always challenge, um, what it meant to be faithful. Um, and I think that's really what the Lord stretched in me that season yeah. is faithfulness means we persevere and faithful means we're, faithfulness means we're resilient. Um, mm. And in the moments in, when my, in which my feelings weren't leading me to persevere and be resilient, yeah. it was the example of Paul and his words um, and many of his letters, but Philippians uh, specifically, that gave me the wisdom, that gave me the courage, that gave me kind of the kick in the pants to say, Elizabeth, we need you to step up. I need you to step up mm -hmm. to be a stronger leader, to be a person who actually believes what she's teaching. Mm -hmm. um, and so Paul's words have just had a special place in my heart for because of that season of school and ministry and just difficulty yeah. that the Lord did a really fruitful work in. Thank you for sharing and and also you know referencing depression and anxiety. That's something I've experienced in my life and as well. And I know there are many people who don't feel the freedom to be able to share that out loud. And it is, um, it's freeing to hear other people share their stories and breakthroughs as well. I appreciated you too saying, uh, talk about stewarding your thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a, that's a great way to look at it. And we hear, you know, in scripture also from Paul about renewing our mind. And mm -hmm. I think sometimes, um, you know, we know the word is true and the word is powerful, but sometimes uh, we can read the word and then leave it there mm -hmm. and not bring it into our everyday life. And, um, you know, just from what you're sharing here, I also had the opportunity to, uh, I listened to your audio book, um, Embrace Your Life. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated the practical there too, as mm -hmm. well, um, where you're taking scripture and you're also applying it to your life. And was that something that you kind of on your own, it became real to you? Was it, you know, implementing it? The word was highlighted? Was it people? Was it kind of all of the above? 
I mean, it probably was all of the above. Um, mm-hmm. I think in Christianity, there are no super original ideas. Um, <laughs> that kind of <laughs> keeps us on the right track. Um, but at, part of that curiosity I had uh, as a teenager that really poured over into my early 20s was, okay, why does this matter? Like, mm-hmm. um, and, and it was the people I was serving primarily um, that I think I saw that come to light really strongly um, because they were people who, uh, you know, they were dealing with issues that were hard and heavy. And so I can come in and talk about all this really beautiful doctrine and God is triune, which is a beautiful thing to say. Um, but the question is, okay, Elizabeth, why does this matter? <laughs> like, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and have the same problems. I'm gonna wake up mm-hmm. tomorrow and have the same difficulties I have today. Or I can't see why that matters over me trying to focus on my kids or finding a job or, you know, in the community I was working with, you know, you have uh, gang violence, you have uh, drug use, you have folks who are coming out of prison and they're trying to get back on their feet and that's not an easy thing. And so the question is, why does it matter? Like, how does it affect me when I put my feet on the ground? And so that probably left a mark on me in terms of how I approach the way I teach Mm-hmm. And the way I communicate truth is because I want to make sure that people know. And here's a beautiful truth. It's big and it's beautiful. But this is why it matters on an ordinary day. Like it's Tuesday. You came home from work. This is why this truth matters. Because it's in those, our life is made up of those moments. Those yeah. ordinary moments make up most of our life. And, and, and if we can learn how to take the depth of our faith. Uh, and have it show up in these ordinary moments, then we have a life of faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to me, I think it just is an experience that I had that has marked the way that I communicate truth. And really, it's like, look, I got to know why it matters for me. And um, that was part of the the application I gave in Embrace Your Life is, okay, how do I help people move through a difficult season and not just tell you how to do it, but show you how to do it with some really practical tools. Yeah. There was one section too, where you had uh, four questions um, that you would ask yourself. And I wondered if you could talk a little bit about those those four questions that are so helpful to, to kind of take a pulse on where we might find ourselves. So yeah, those four questions really uh, align with how do we assess where we're at when we're dealing with this, this issue of longing? Um, and so what am I feeling? What am I, uh, thinking how, how, and if am I avoiding pain? Um, I think that there are instances in our life where we will move so quickly through what we are experiencing that we haven't taken the opportunity to slow down and -hmm. just have an element of self-examination. And so to be present with ourselves, to be present with your pain, which we usually don't like to do because, you know, mm-hmm. I'd rather eat some Rocky Road Bluebell ice cream than deal with my mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, this is me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and how do I sit with my sadness? How do I sit with my anger, um, my frustration, my fear, um, my um, a number shame? You know, maybe mm-hmm. that I'm responding to something out of a place of shame. Um, and then how am I dealing with it? And how am I either avoiding it or how am I leaning into it? And sometimes we can be avoiding things in unintentional ways. Um, and yeah. so one of the, the spiritual disciplines I think is really helpful for us to employ as Christians is self-examination. Um, and those questions go along with that uh, spiritual discipline because 
seasons of longing, um, seasons of difficulty and struggle are a part of our human existence because we live in a fallen world. And so our response isn't to run from it, but to walk through it with the Lord. But you can't fix something. You can't provide healing for something if you don't even know what the something is. Um, yes. And what I love about self-examination is that it's empowered by the work of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit usually is, uh, and usually is all the time, it's just when I am choosing to be obedient, listen, uh, it's pretty clearly can call out my stuff. <laughs> he doesn't miss a mark oh, yes. on that. Um, <laughs> and so knowing that even if we're like, man, I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know what this is. I just know that it's heavy and it's hard that the Holy Spirit will guide us in the pathway. Um, I think about the words of David in Psalm 139, lead me in the way everlasting. Mm. Um, and that he will do that for us. Uh, but yeah, the series of questions are what I present in the book, uh, just really as a guide to help us unpack the things that we would rather keep packed up. Um, because in order to find healing, we got to go through them. Yeah. Yeah. I find that those practical ways that we can break things down and we need to self have that time of self-examination, that practice. And mm -hmm. sometimes we can go to the word and have no idea where we're at. Right. And mm -hmm. we'll read it and walk away. <laughs> yeah. And we really need to know, okay, like you said, am I angry? Am I sad? Am I grieving? Am I mm -hmm. joyful? It's like to really have an idea where, where am I right yeah. now? And, um, you know, lead me in the way of everlasting, everlasting, yeah. um, also included, you know, the, the portion of the scripture is search my heart. Yeah. And, and that's, that's something that I know we don't always enjoy, but it's so necessary. And mm -hmm. we experience the, the healing, the, yeah. the comfort of the Holy spirit, um, in those moments of honesty. So grateful. So you you wrote a book. <laughs> um, your book, uh, Embrace Your Life. And you've also uh, recently released a Bible study. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. The Bible study is called From Beginning to Forever, a study on the grand narrative of scripture. And so what it does is it takes people through uh, the story of the Bible. Um, and so as Christians, uh, we believe that each of the 66 books has a unique meaning, an audience, a purpose, uh, that the biblical author had a very specific reason why he was writing that. Um, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, what we see is that all 66 books combine to form one story of God's redemption and restoration of the world. And so the goal of the study is to help people see that. And we take it at a 50,000 foot level. Uh, and so there's a lot of stories that don't get mentioned, a lot of names that don't get covered. But the hope is, is that after people are done, they understand what their Bible says. Uh, that if someone can ask them, man, well, what's your Bible about? That in a really simple fashion, that they can explain about how the Bible points us to who God is and who we're called to be and what we're called to do in his world, um, points to God's story of redemption that he does through the personal work of Jesus Christ. 
um, and gives people categories because there are some typical places that people fall off <laughs> in their Bible reading plan that I have fallen off. Uh, and it probably <laughs> is because we just don't get it. Like we don't understand yeah. why Leviticus has any significance to us uh, and or the prophets. Uh, the guys just sound mm -hmm. angry and are there's some symbolism that's a little strange and we just can't get our hands around it. And what I hope in the study is to give people a vision for why those hard places and really all of scripture uh, fits together and is valuable for us in our everyday life, uh, living in worship of God uh, and living in community um, with other image bearers. And so mm. there's videos that go with it. It's an eight week study, but really I wanna help people um, fall in love with their Bibles uh, and maybe a new way. Uh, to me, the story of the Bible is probably one of the things that has been most influential in my faith, probably in the past decade. Mm -hmm. um, and just really, again, for me, I think that the pattern is, okay, why does it matter? The story of the Bible helps me put, pull that in every time I'm going through the text. And even if I don't understand something and I'm, I'm just reading it in a daily devotional and don't have time in that moment to do a deep dive, but there still is some context of, okay, this is where it fits in God's redemption story. And this is how I can worship God based upon what I'm reading. And so it was a really fun project. I uh, poured a lot of myself into it. And so it's been cool to see people jump into it. And I'm just always blessed to see the ways in which God is showing himself anew to his people um, through the words that he allowed me to write. So amazing. And I'm sure that it has been a blessing to many people and many more people to come. Mm -hmm. And for all those who are listening and watching, I encourage you to, to pick that up. When you left Chicago to come to seminary, um, now we never fully know, right, what's going to be on the other side of seminary. It's such a leap of faith. Um, was it in your heart to do what you are doing now? Or did that kind of evolve along the way? I think it evolved along the way um, when I came. And I remember telling, uh, I have a uncle who lives here in Dallas. And I remember telling him when I came and visited years ago, I just want to help people understand what it means to follow Jesus. Like that was straight up and in simplicity, all I wanted to do. And at that point, I was working as an accountant. My, my background is in nonprofit accounting. And I did that for a decade before I, the Lord move me into vocational ministry. I just wanted to be a really well-educated layperson. I wanted to go back to the church, wanted to teach Sunday school. Um, I think part of coming to seminary was to answer that question for myself, to figure out what it meant to follow Jesus, and then to be trained to do that. And as God does, <laughs> he flipped the script um, oh, yes. <laughs> and just provided me an opportunity to get my feet wet in ministry um, mm -hmm. and to spend my day helping people grow in the Lord, in their relationship with God, find community, find healing, um, figure out how to study their Bibles. Uh, I And so it, I tell people it wasn't on the list <laughs> to be on the mm. list, um, but it has been a series of just faith steps. Um, yeah. Because I didn't anticipate that this is where it was going to be. It wasn't like, you know, I had this five or 10 year plan and I'm just checking off boxes like, okay, we're moving according to plan. I literally did not know Mm -hmm. Um, and the Lord presented me opportunities that have opened doors for me to really expand that dream of helping people understand what it means to follow Jesus. But they were things that on the front end didn't look like they were going to be as full of blessing as they were. 
Um, and not in a bad way. It just is, okay, I don't know how yeah. this is going to work out, but I just mm-hmm. really believe that God is telling me I need to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and one door led to another door, led to another door, led to meeting this person, this other person. Um, it just, I am overwhelmed at seeing how God has just provided me opportunities to do what I really came down here to Dallas to do so many years ago, but in a way that I never anticipated. I, it never ceases to amaze me how God just puts us in the right place at the right time. A conversation with this person turns into a completely different open door and Mm -hmm. It's encouraging to hear that because I think in those seasons of of waiting and the in between mm-hmm. and longing, like you talked yep. about, in yeah. in not knowing what's next or knowing what's in your heart, but the doors haven't yeah. opened, to really trust God's timing because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our lives can change in an instant. Yeah. You know, tomorrow one person can wake up and God and His kindness will put us in the right place at the right time. And, and it's, it's also, you know, I think thinking about all the people that are impacted, the timing of that as well, knowing Mm -hmm. when someone is ready to receive something, ready to experience that. And I am continually just blown away by how God does that. Yeah. You know, there are, I think I'm able to speak even in Embrace Your Life, uh, that came after a season of pain. That came after a season of waiting and longing that partly I'm still in. Um, mm-hmm. And so that I think sometimes in, in, in a culture where things are very immediate, right? Like you can yes. gain, you know, a million followers on TikTok just for putting out good videos about whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's this immediacy to influence or mm-hmm. opportunity but I believe in God's economy, you know, that what he brings you is at the right time, partly because you need to be the right kind of person yes. to carry certain things and to be faithful with certain things. And we all have plenty of stories about people um, in the Christian community who just didn't handle what God had given, has given them well. Yes. Um, and so that the season isn't wasted. And it took me a really long time to learn that. Um, because it feels like you're wasting time when you're in the in between. Like, I'm good. I'm ready to go. Like, let's get it. Like, no, sit down. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Or just what I distinctly remember um, being in a place where I was like, God, I could do this. Like, this person is not doing it right. I could do it better. And he was like, it's just not your season. And Mm. so faithfulness to you is sitting on the sidelines. Um, And that was really humbling um, because ability does not equate to maturity. And that the Lord matured and still is maturing me. um, But just it, it is that trusting that God knows best and in the seasons of the in-between and the waiting that is that are, I have a friend, I quote this all the time. I need, his name is Mason King. I just need to (laughs) like wear it on a (laughs) t-shirt. But your feelings are real, but they're not always reliable is what he Mm. says. And yeah. I can't count how many times I've had to tell myself, Elizabeth, the Lord has not forgotten you. The Lord has a plan. The Lord is good. Remember what he did last time. It can change in an instant, like you said. Like yeah. you literally wake up tomorrow and an email's in your inbox and it changes your life or changes your situation. Mm-hmm. And 
I think at this age, I've had that happen enough times that I can say, Elizabeth, remember when this happened, you just need to wait. Um, and God's goodness exists for you in the waiting. And, but yeah, it is, there's so much providence in God's timing and that we as believers would submit ourselves to that um, and push back against this um, immediacy, I think, that exists in our culture. Uh, God's doing a work. And a lot of times he won't give us yeah. all the details, but just enough. And mm -hmm. that we would be okay with the just enough, uh, even though that's really hard sometimes. Yeah. And then on the other side, we just, even before, I think the longer we serve God, we doesn't mean that problems go away and that difficulties go away. Many times they there's an increase, right, in yeah. some ways, but we have a longer track record in our life of God's faithfulness yeah. yep. to to just draw from exactly. and and hold on to, which I I thank God for because I know I have to go back and pull <laughs> pull out yeah. those journals oh, yeah. and and be reminded and I there have been many seasons I have pulled out journals from seasons that were very challenging and yet opened up the journal years later. And it wasn't the pain that kind of took my breath away. It was the grace of God. Yeah. And to see how even in those seasons of, of waiting, of longing, of grieving, of, you know, mm. fill in the blank, um, God is doing something yeah. in us and, and through us many times yeah. that we, we don't see. And then we look back and, it's like, wow, God, your timing is yeah. perfect. Yeah. 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 Well, what would you say to someone listening or watching who maybe is uh, in a season of longing or, mm -hmm. or curiosity, like, like yeah. you shared about, um, and just wanting to, to know more about why this matters? Yeah. I think what I would say to the person who is in a season of longing is that there's always hope mm -hmm. uh, that for that hopelessness is kind of nipping at nips at our heels in those seasons. And um, I think even just from our conversation, Jen, I, I believe you're a person who's seeing God bring you through. Um, and I definitely have seen him do the same for me. And so that even as you are listening to us talk, that you are listening into two women who um, have experienced uh the faithfulness of God. Um, and so like, sometimes it's hard to believe for yourself, uh, but that you would see our lives as a testimony to what is true for you. And that there's always hope that God has not forgotten you um, and that he is always faithful. Um, and so live in expectation, live anticipating um, the faithfulness of God to be made real, but also know that his goodness is in your life right now. Um, and mm -hmm. so praying for the eyes to see the blessing even when that's really, really hard. Um, to the person who is curious, I would say uh, keep searching and keep asking mm -hmm. your questions. That God is not afraid of our doubt. He's not afraid of the hard questions. Um, just because, you know, sometimes I think we get frustrated because our leaders, whether it's our pastor, our ministry leader, they might not be able to give us the answers we need um, that you would allow in some sense your frustration to keep motivating you to find the mm -hmm. truth that you're searching for. Um, because one, it's out there. Um, and two, your search is powered by the Holy Spirit. Um, yes. And God is going to get you to the person, the book, the website, the article, the community, the church, the podcast, the sermon, the whatever tool he's going to use to really help um, 
answer your questions, but really give you, I think people desire depth and substance. Yeah. It's a belief that life with Jesus should really mean something. Um, and you get to a point where you realize, oh, this is what that means. Or a beginning, yeah. like you find the door. <laughs> it's like the, the door to the pathway because it's a constant journey. Um, and so I was just like, keep searching and um, ask the hard questions and don't be afraid of um, the, the, of what you may find um, because God is worth it. He, he is worth our pursuit. Um, and in some sense, he will make the way for you to find what you need to get to know him. Uh, Cause he yeah. always does. He does. He does. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Will you, will you close us in prayer, Elizabeth, and yeah. consider the, the person with the longing, with the curiosity yeah. and, and whatever else is in your heart to pray as we, as we come to a close today. Yeah. Father, I just thank you. I thank you just for the opportunity just to have a conversation about you mm-hmm. and a conversation about your faithfulness, a conversation about the in-between seasons, a conversation about the moments in which we have to rehearse what's true about you, even though we don't feel like it's true. Um, and so, Lord, I, I just pray for the person who is in a season of longing, in, in between, I'm struggling with despair and disappointment and just really you know, feeling like they've been in what they're in for too long. I pray for the person who is curious, um, who just wonders really what it means to follow you, has questions um, because they, they don't understand, or maybe like, hey, I, I, I thought this is what it meant to follow you. Um, and now I don't know if that's what's true. Lord, would you meet both people right where they're at? Would you provide them with the hope and the clarity and wisdom that they need? And most of all, would you provide them with the confidence that you are with them, that you don't leave us in those seasons, that you are with us always because of Jesus Christ. Um, And so that they, no matter what the season is that they're in, is that they know that they walk through it with you. And so I pray all these things in your son's holy name. Amen. 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 Elizabeth, thank you. Thank you for joining us, for sharing a part of your story, your passion for Jesus and and the word. And how how might we we find you, those of us who want to connect and hear a little bit more? Yeah. You can find me online. I'm on all the socials uh, at Miss Jazzy Liz, M-I-S-S-J-A-Z-Z-Y-L-I-Z. We can also go to my website at elizabethwoodson.net. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And pray God's blessings for you in this new season and um, continued open doors and surprises of God's goodness. And thank you, Jen. It was great to be here. I encourage you to connect with Elizabeth's ministry. Follow her on social media. And if today's conversation really spoke to you and was a blessing to you, send her a word of encouragement. Let's make it a practice to uplift the uplifters. If you're enjoying these conversations on uplifting scripture, please share with us in the comments. Let us know what stood out to you about today's conversation. There's more to come in the very near future. So be sure to like, share, subscribe, and all the things on YouTube and also on audio podcast platforms. Thanks for stopping by today, Mission Uplift fam. I'm always grateful. See you soon.